In this episode of the Unfold the Soul, Bless His Heart Leadership Podcast, I'm telling you, if you follow the four rules of ruthless equity, things will start to happen before you know it, and the streets, baby, the streets start talking. Girl, he reads from these journals he kept when he was a principal, uncut and uncensored, putting all his business in the street. The podcast, Bless His Heart. The name, Ken Williams. The rest of this day was just nuts. A lot of my toys arrived from Title I funding, and I met with Anjanette Foster. Yeah, Anjanette. Don't ask me. At any rate, she's interested in the literacy coach position. My point for mentioning her is that she came to meet with me based on our growing reputation, and based on my leadership reputation. She talked with... Jeannie and Tracy, and they gave me a glowing recommendation. It felt good talking with someone who wanted to come to work under my leadership at our school. People buy you, so what are you selling? This is just the beginning. I'm going to read her email. Thank you for your time and courtesy spent discussing the position. What the hell? What do I have going on at 2 o'clock? Hold on, y'all. Boot leg as hell. What's going on? What's going on? Let me get back to this. Sorry about that. I should probably just cut this. But I'm not. All right, here we go. Dear Mr. Williams, thank you for your time and courtesy spent discussing the, the position of literacy coach at Edgar Jewell Swint Elementary School. It was good speaking with you. In particular, I enjoyed your excitement about establishing a new school climate that is surrounded with people who are committed to excellence. I'm confident that given the chance, I can contribute a great deal to your overall school goals and objectives. In addition to my experience, skills, and qualifications, I'm an experienced team player who brings enthusiasm and unique concepts to a group environment that secures win-win results. I appreciate your consideration. I'm excited about the prospect of working with you and your staff. Man, just awesome. baby let's get into this the streets is talking the streets is talking baby that's what i'd hear all the hoods and thugs and drug dealers say uh back in the hood um, when i had the occasion to actually have my ear to the ground because my mother was vigilant about my surroundings so when i got a second or two to escape and i could hear put my ear to the ground man i'd hear stuff about the streets talking and here's what i mean by that at this point, obviously, this entry was about a quality teacher who was looking to come to our school, not because she needed a job. She wanted to come to our school because word of mouth had gotten out. Had we turned the corner in terms of student achievement and data by you know county and state measures? Not yet. 
we had some local measures going. I mean, we weren't, you know, we weren't fully in a groove. I still had some capacity issues and stuff like that. And we're still getting things going, but there are definite improvements going on. And that is what I mean by the streets are talking, right? So that teacher didn't look up our stuff on, you know, the county website and saw, you know, she didn't feel a glow from there. You know, she didn't feel a glow from our data. What she felt was she'd heard from super high quality teachers on our staff that this is the place to be. You know, it's like, a, damn, some journal entries just take me right back to those days, man. I'm just feeling it. I'm just feeling this today. It's almost like that stock you hear on the front end. You know, believe it or not, Google was just like a rumor and a risk at one time. So was Amazon stock. And um, I had some quality teachers that just I respect highly start talking with their friends who are also quality people. So that says a, that says a couple of things. It's one thing when you invite your bootleg ass friend over um, to work with you. It's another thing when quality teachers invite quality teachers from other schools to come work at our school. And obviously they talked up what was happening enough to create this vision, right? A vision that kind of, uh, it had a glow that was brighter than our current circumstances. And that is huge. Also, what I think about with this journal entry is just how, uh, I don't know, should I say pride? When I think about ruthless equity, which I just wrote a few months ago, and the four rules of ruthlessness, right? The first rule is a commitment to courage over comfort. The second rule is a, a, a commitment to dismantle ability groups. The third is a commitment to start with the crown, not with the kid. And the fourth is a commitment to momentum over mood rings. It just makes me feel so good when I read this journal entry and talk with you about it that I really worked in my leadership to leverage all four of those things, having not categorized them in the way they are in the book. You know, I, you know, we definitely dealt with a lot of courage over comfort and, oh my God, <laughs> the dismantling ability groups. I did, of course, I didn't know then what I know now, but we were blowing shit up then. I just didn't have like a real solution, except they all need to be at grade level. <laughs> So I'm sure it caused some undue stress, but know that, you know, this idea that if you call them low, you teach them low. And if you're dumbing it down and teaching dumb groups, um, that's not going to serve your students well. It's not going to serve your teachers well long term. So we definitely did that, which is, you know, in hand, we're starting with the crown. And this, I'm not going to say the last rule of ruthlessness is emphasized more than anything else. It's just a shining example of that fourth rule, which is momentum over mood rings. You're going to hit implementation dips. You're going to, you know, you're going to back up and, and, and feel some days that you're going two steps forward and three steps backwards. In fact, right before recording this portion, I thought about a new principal I'm mentoring who I believe is going to be one of the greats. And I just sent her a message uh, basically telling her that no matter the challenges, you are built for this. And she is. She is built for it because you're going to have implementation, you know. If, you, if you've listened to the first couple of seasons of this podcast, you know that it's like two steps forward, three steps back. It feels like that's so many different times. But we just kept persisting and persisting and persisting. And 
what started with me just about flying solo has grown into you know a real a, a real growing kind of guiding coalition where people are kind of picking their heads up which again is part of that first rule of ruthlessness uh, a commitment to courage over over comfort the ruthless must illuminate so when Jeannie and Tracy you know called their friend and told her about our school which was still the worst performing school in the district you know that that's them illuminating man that that that's visionary shit I'm really just you know all these years later I'm just super proud of them and just honored by the fact that they saw fit to recommend our school to others so you got to keep your head down even during those times of diplomatization implementation dips when things kind of seem to go back you'll be tempted perhaps to you know to acquiesce or start to make excuses or to look at your community and your population and your circumstances all of that euphemistic bullshit that seeks to thwart what needs to be an overdrive which is your mission driven mindset right when you're when you're mission driven you don't let air in and you don't let any air attached to excuses in at all ever 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 and another thing about this episode is the subtitle of the uh, last book I wrote with Tom Herc, starting a movement. The tagline is building culture from the inside out in professional learning communities. Culture is going to change from the inside out, not the outside in. And this was a great example of it. Like our, our, our parent population didn't change, you know, our, the, the median income of our families didn't change, you know, before this woman called, and inquired and asked for an interview. None of those things changed. Like, like nothing outside our school improved. We improved. We made some decisions. We decided on some things and we decided to lock arms and be mission driven. And the last thing I'll say to you is this. And I, I say this all the time. And this is a compliment to Ron Clark because he's a monster. And, um, just got some phenomenal things going on over there my wife has recommended several times that I go visit what are you selling now what are you selling now when I when I mentioned Ron Clark I've been in a room with Ron Clark I've keynoted events with Ron Clark he's got energy for 10 people I don't we're not wired the same way but when I consider the fact that that teacher called over and then sent that email to follow up and mentioned, you know, my enthusiasm and passion. What are you selling? Are you selling a job or are you selling a transformative experience? Now, I'm going to tell you, it didn't matter whether I was leading the school in Maryland that was kind of plateaued results or the school in Atlanta that was the worst performing school in the district. I mean, we were that school. Like we, we were that school. What I'm telling you is I was selling transformation. I was selling transformation. I was selling being part of like a mission driven objective to make magic for kids, to ensure equity, excellence, and achievement for all students, regardless of background. 
And while I sold transformation at both locations, I can tell you I was probably a little more intense in Atlanta because, you know, we're sitting in my office in the middle of everything. You know, the office is the hub. Sometimes all hell was breaking loose. You know, our reputation was, we already had a stink on us with our reputation. And so in those few minutes, I had to find a way to get you to maybe snap out of what I thought kind of mindset you were in and let you see the future right there. So what are you selling? Are you selling transformation? Are you selling a job? Right? You want to attract the right people, man. The right people are mission driven. They want to be a part of something. They're, they're, they're more than great pedagogy. They're more than great content knowledge, man. They want to be a part of something and you got to be selling that. And you're not going to get that by focusing wholly and solely on your mission statement. It's got to be on your mission. And then your mission statement is an outgrowth, an outgrowth of your mission. So leaders get in there, man. Get in there and sell transformation. Sell being a part of something larger than yourselves. Keep this in mind, not only when you're talking with people who are interested in working on your campus, but it's got to be a constant and relentless and redundant reminder to your staff as well. Keep it in front of them because they've got a lot of challenges that are beating them on one side, right? In their left ear, whispering why things can't happen. And you got to be in their right ear talking about the transformation, the mission driven outcomes, the magic going to make for kids, how great it's going to be, how you're going to be able to work anywhere in the world because you help turn things around here. I don't care whether you are a school pulling yourselves out of the abyss like ours was or you're in a situation where you're going from good to great. Either way, the principles of ruthless equity are universal. And with that, start with the crown. Equity, Disrupt the Status Quo and Ensure Learning for All Students is out. It has been met with phenomenal response. I know this is less than humble, but uh, I prayed on it. And listen, our kids can't afford me to be humble. This book needs to be in the hands of every single educator without question. And that's not about selling books. That's about impact. I can make you one solid promise when you read this book, you will not utter the phrase. This book reminds me of another book I read. You will not utter that phrase. Ruthless equity is my defining work. It's everything I believe, everything I know. It will change the game. It clarifies equity, which has been pulled in 500,000 different directions. So pick up your copy now. You can find it on Amazon.com. Just search Ruthless Equity. Ken Williams, or I've got a large amount of demand for signed copies. If you want a signed copy of Ruthless Equity, go to my website, unfoldthesoul.com, go to the store in the menu tab, and 
order rootless equity from my website. You'll see this information in, in the notes as well. Lastly, for schools and districts that would like to order 20 or more copies of Ruthless Equity, I am offering a 20% discount. That's 20% off of the list price if you order 20 copies or more. To do that, go to unfoldthesoul.com slash bulk20, the number two zero. It's unfoldthesoul.com slash bulk20. Get your copy of Ruthless Equity today. It is a game changer, baby. On the next episode of the Unfold the Soul, bless his heart, leadership podcast. The streets continue talking, and you're going to get a taste of the highs and the lows of being a leader at that school. You've been listening to the Unfold the Soul, Bless His Heart podcast with Ken Williams. For more information about Ken, visit unfoldthesoul.com.